When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, how appropriate that we just listened to that Taylor Swift song just as we're about to talk about our general impressions of the VMAs last night on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And you know what? Uh, we're live at the Minnesota State Fair, by the way. So if you haven't come out to see us, now would be a great time to come out and see us. Indeed. Come out and see us. We're just south of Randall on Underwood. I believe I got that right. You did. I always mix up the two. However, um, we're going to be here broadcasting each day of the fair. Um, you and I will be here this weekend on Saturday, and I, I want to give people a little uh, heads up now. Oh, good Saturday's idea. Performant, performance. Did you I, see? Our performance we're on Saturday. Saturday's show, the Colleen and Bradley show, will air uh, from... 1 to 3. 1 to 3, and it's going to be a special show. Literally, you will hear things that we never talk about on the radio. This has become a bit of a... I think after this will be our third year yeah. doing this. Mm-hmm. Now it's like straight up a tradition. Um, we do a little Colleen and Bradley tell-all episode. And what that really is, is just us telling the tales out of school that you never will hear on the radio. You will only hear them once a year, and it is on that Saturday show. Do we tell the stories about Julia at Project Down and Dirty? We, yes, every time. <laughs> Which ones? Uh, boot camp. Oh, We've sort we've told that as well as we can. Yeah, that one we uh, have to be careful. Being in we big still trouble, are contractually obligated to leave out certain names, and um, yes, legal cases. Yes, exactly. But okay. we do have a lot a lot of stories that you'll never hear on the air. We will tell you what's up. But if you've got any questions that you really want the real answers to, oh yeah, absolutely. You can email us uh, at the show page at mytalk1071.com. You can tweet us. I'm at mytalkcolleen. At Bradley Trainer, And uh, you can also, I don't know, send a carrier pigeon with your questions. Please do. It's another option. So the last uh, last night's perf- uh, performance. Last Again, night's we're big into performance. Performance. <laughs> last night's uh, VMA awards, or the VMAs, rather. Yes. Um, there were, we started with uh, Shamila, that is Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello. But there was so much more that we were paying attention to going on um, that we haven't even gotten to yet. So we thought we would double back and hit some of the highlights in case you missed the VMAs or like us, you watched them and you've got thoughts. Absolutely. So where do you want to start, Bradley? Should we start with uh, with Miley Cyrus? We can start with Miley because, oh yeah. M- Miley so- Cyrus is uh, My- Miley Cyrus is like on top of mind for everybody because yeah. she and Liam Hemsworth just broke up. Yes. And uh, they broke up sort of bigly. Bigly. Sorry about it. Please. Because (laughs) she was spotted on a yacht with Caitlin Carter, 
uh, make it out. So here's what I love about the VMAs, because the VMAs or other award shows or other um, just performances or when you get to finally see a performer performing, you all that other crap kind of goes out the window. Because so for the last couple of weeks, to your point, we've been talking about this relationship ending, one relationship ending. She's got another relationship that's allegedly starting. We don't really know what it is, but they're doing things and we're talking about it. She's a romantic talk about it. She's a romantic partner. Romantic friend. friend. Sorry, a romantic which, friend. The last time I just checked, that's like a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah. But that's what they're calling it in People Magazine. Because it's two girls? I don't it's know. It's so yeah, weird. I, yeah. I, I have issues. Anyway, but my point is, we finally last night get to see the reason we talk about Miley Cyrus when she's not doing stuff is because she's so good at what she does when she's doing stuff. And the stuff she did last night was what she does best, which is sing. Exactly. So... First of all, she released this song kind of unexpectedly um, in the sense that it wasn't like they'd been planning to release a song. It was sort of in response to this breakup. And then they kind of retrofitted the breakup to fit the story of the song. In any case, the song is called Slide Away. And uh, she, takes, she, takes the, she takes the stage. She looks greasy like um, Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala. Am I right? <laughs> it's, it's a new look for her. <laughs> it's yes. very um, dirty. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> it's a greasy look. It's a she greasy just look. Had that very matte, like wet, wetted down hair. Yeah, is she that looks a like thing? Maybe Are we just, doing that's that? That's a thing because yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I'm well, not in on that. But, you know, so I was struck by the very same thought when I first saw her step out on stage. But then the minute she starts singing, you're like, oh my god, she... this is why we're so obsessed with what Miley Cyrus is doing because she's such an amazing singer. Like she... literally, I can't think of. Uh, you know, like other than Adele or right. Celine Dion, voices that on their own are just beautiful. Vocally, she is like so, she's always right on pitch. Yeah. She has such a unique quality to her voice. Even when she's doing some of her poppier stuff, you get the flavor of the country music that she's known, that she kind of started her career yeah. with, but it's not so over the top. And you just. You know, her godmother, I think, is Dolly Parton. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's definitely... I feel got like she some, mentored her. Yeah. Well... It's unbelievable. She's so fantastic. So, in any case, she had a great performance of that song, Slide Away. Um, and I know we were hoping to have the audio of that. We just don't right now, and that's okay. We you can, can get you it can online. You can go get it online. Yeah. It's easy. Don't worry about it. And I would encourage it. you, if you haven't heard the song, to just go listen to the song, because it's an amazing song. And um, I actually, and again, that's the other voice. thing. I just learned I love the song. Yeah, it's a really good song. And again, the VMAs gives us the... Oh, we can actually we can play, play it. it. Sounds okay, like. perfect. Let's have a listen. Yeah. She just has like oh. a depth to her voice that's like deep down. Yes, and it's, real. Oh, it's so. And that's when I get kind of upset with her because I'm like, Miley, knock it off with the sideshow. Well, you don't need the tongue. You <laughs> don't need the like naked on the wrecking ball. You don't need any of that because your voice is gorgeous. Now that said, I don't want to take away who she is, but but don't distract us with the sideshow. 
when your voice is so beautiful. I think, though, to be fair, um, and you're absolutely right that, you know, it'd be nice if people like Miley sort of dialed that back a little bit. Part of that is, I think, I think honestly, people want it. You know, well, I mean, people, it, it has worked for her. Right. Um, whether it's Taylor Swift, whether it's uh, Miley Cyrus, whether it's half a dozen other performers, the sideshow that is their, li- their life, and it's oftentimes not actually their life, it's the life they want you to believe in exactly. to, bu- to buy their music. Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes, thank, thank you. you. Um, it's it's really the audience that's putting pressure on performers. I, the only person that I can think of that doesn't d- engage in this really is Adele. Right. Now, I'm sure there are others, but uh, just from the top of my head, I'm just like, Adele's the only one who's like, I don't have time for you. I'm going to go off and do my thing. Yeah. I'll see you guys in a couple years. Yeah. And we're like, okay. okay. We're we'll wait, we'll wait she's for her. conditioned us yes, to anticipate right. well, her behavior to be like that because that has been... Adele's behavior and public persona has been just as crafted as a Miley, as a Taylor. And you're totally right, because she has she's trained us to that. Tyler, Tyler, Taylor and Miley have, have, have conditioned us to want the sideshow, or at least to pay attention to the sideshow. Yeah, Taylor Swift, I mean, she's like reprinting allegedly excerpts from her... Um Diary. Her journal in um, you know to go along with her latest album. Can we talk about somebody though that we, who whatever their sideshow is, we're loving it. Lizzo yeah. for president. So I love her. At least insofar as president involves her being on stage and us watching her yeah, on a regular at all basis. Times. Because her performance last night, um, it was a mashup of uh, two of her songs. Yeah, I can't remember the names. It, the Truth right. hurts. Truth hurts. And uh, juice. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. No, she didn't do juice. No, it wasn't juice. No, it was uh, the, uh, the hair towels. Check oh, yes. Check, yeah. Da, 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 da. Feeling good da, as hell. Da, da, I don't know what it's called. Feeling good as, is that I what think it's that's called? what it's called. Yeah. Okay, well, fine. It was good. that song. Anyway, <laughs> we are horrible. But, uh, but listen, you don't need to know the title. We're a talk station, people. <laughs> we're not a sing station. We don't know all this music business. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Anyway, Lizzo is amazing. She I almost is. used a word. She is mm-hmm. literally amazing. And I, I wish we could play. So in the mashup of her two songs, there was this like moment where she just she's like, I want to talk to the crowd. And she just let loose and talked about um, positivity, just believing in yourself and being who you are. And in the world that we live in right now, that is such a rare thing. People often talk to it, but I don't right. think they mean it. Very often you see people... Um, bringing it up, you know, to to make a point. Yeah. But you don't believe it. But right. with Lizzo, that's like she, it comes out of her skin. Well, first of all, she's living it. Second yeah. of all, I, the part that, this was the piece of me that was like, Lizzo is everything. She's what we need right now. Is that it wasn't just what she was saying. It was how people were responding to what she was saying. The audience full, I mean, First of all, she's having her moment, which is long overdue. Do not even get me started. Um, she has been a thing for quite a, quite some time. And finally, people are nationally taking notice of her. But she was standing up there commanding a room full of performers who probably, you know, she had idolized at other points in her life. Yeah. They kept on bringing the camera back to Queen Latifah, which I thought was really interesting because I felt like it was like, Latifah was like signing off on it. She was yeah. like, "Yes, please." But you know what? It wasn't just Queen Latifah. It was it everybody. Was everybody yeah. in that crowd was like, 
whatever Lizzo is pushing, I want to buy. Yep. And I want the whole world to get on board with it. Because mm-hmm. that For was sure. just, oh my gosh, goosebumps every which way. Uh, you know, as much as I'd like to continue to talk about this, we have to move on because we do have a cheat day. And the cheat day is in, uh, there's a high risk of it melting. Oh gosh, hurry up TikTok. We've got to cheat. It's cheat day every day at the Minnesota State Fair after this on My Talk 1071. Well, every day at the Minnesota State Fair on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, producer Holly Roberts. Hey. We take advantage of the fact that every year they bring food to the Minnesota State Fair every to sell to you. Food. Every year there's food wow. here every single year, it's you guys. Really I know great. it's really exciting. And because we love food so much, we take advantage of each and every day of the fair and we have a cheat day every day. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Yes. Yes. Very excited. Okay, so why are you excited? What do we have in front of us, Bradley um, Trainer? Well, two amazing things. We have official new fair food and a new ice cream flavor uh, in honor of a local hometown hero. So we'll get to both of those in just a minute. But uh, the Hamlin Dining Hall, by the way, you know, has been around for like 122 yes. years. Yes. Um, and they've been at the Minnesota State Fair. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I'm trying to say. But I, I will say one of my favorite things every year, one of the places I always want to stop is to see what new ice cream flavor they have. Yes. Because they've got Izzy's ice cream. Um, and there's always, you know, amazing ice cream to be had. But we have not only that, we've got an official new fair food, Colleen. Yes. And the official new fair food is the Snow Camp Waffle Sunday. Yes. So the Snow Camp Waffle Sunday is a three inch mini waffle topped with a scoop of Izzy's premium cream cheese ice cream. Then, then, as if that's not enough, it's drizzled with warm maple syrup and it's capped with a maraschino cherry. It looks amazing. It does, it? doesn't it? So um, I'm going to say, let's, sh- let's you and I share this one okay. and we'll take a picture with this one. Okay, later. good. That sounds How good. About that? Okay, Holly, so we're digging in. Um, so it's, I it's say, basically the thing like I'm a most nice excited about is that cream cheese ice cream and the waffle, right? Well, duh. But I'm, you know, it's all very exciting. But the cream cheese ice cream here. is what had me at yeah. hello. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Here I go. Now go for it. Taste it. We've been trying oh. things every day at the Minnesota State Fair. We do cheat days every Friday on our show regularly, but when we're out at the fair, we do a cheat day every day, and this is our fourth new fair food. Oh my gosh, that is so good. I want that Ooh. for breakfast. Seriously, Lunch? I mean any meal. I would have it for any meal. But I'm just saying, like at the Minnesota State Fair, what's more Minnesota State Fair for breakfast than a waffle with ice cream? Oh my god, that isn't ice that cream so is good? And the maple syrup. I was skeptical about the maple syrup mm. on top of that, but it is. It makes the whole thing. Right? It makes the whole thing. It's so good. Bradley and I are literally fighting over like the last. We're bite. like. Like we've oh, never eaten before. Fine yeah. over the last bite, but you still have something else to put mm. in. Your We're mouth. gonna get there. Okay. I gotta get this bite in. <laughs> She's like, calm right. down. We have a whole segment. Actually, we don't. Yeah. So, okay. on a scale of. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, one to five Cobras, five being the best thing you've ever put in your mouth. The official new fair food at the Hamlin Dining Hall, Snow Camp Waffle Sunday. What say you? I haven't fived yet this fair. <gasps> Are you going to five? I'm going to five. Okay. I just yeah. five cobra that. You All guys, right, that cobras. is so good. I'm going to say a definite four. Yeah. Cobras. It's way Holly. good. Yeah. Nice, solid four out of five cobras. Okay. So next up, we have the new Izzy's ice cream flavor. And this is in honor of Dessa, um, who you no doubt love and adore. Yes. Um, and Part of the rhyme sayers, and there are proceeds um, benefiting Emma Norton, it's, which is a nonprofit um, partner for the Minnesota State Fair. A portion of those funds are going to go back to Emma Norton to support their efforts to end homelessness for individuals and families in St. Paul and beyond. And this flavor, uh, this particular flavor, includes coffee, cardamom, ice cream with mm. chocolate-covered espresso flakes mm. and bits of buttery toffee. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, ice cream. You really. Bradley, you, Colleen's seriously. waving her hand. If we were an ice cream, this would be us. It's everything we love. Mm. That is really good. Are you going to five? I might five. Did you just five? I fived all over the place. <laughs> you guys, okay. It's so Sorry, good. Sorry, that sounds It sounds The faces good. they're giving me do not look good. But anyway, it was totally worth it. Oh. We loved it. Holly, what do you think? Four to five. Four to five. Mm, so good. I'm fiving. Fiving both. All right. Thank you to Hamlin Dining Hall. We'll be right oh, back. So good. I got to eat. Just leave me All alone. Right, we eat. got D bags next. Okay. You know what to All do. Right. Bye. We've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Holly Roberts. Woo! I have to correct myself uh, oh, from something I said my. in the last What'd segment because I'm not very smart, and Brian always likes to point that out. Um, I said that Dessa was part of Rhyme Sayers. I meant Doom Tree. Sorry. Oh gosh, I didn't. Even Sometimes notice. when you speak I for was, three hours I was at a focusing time, you on, say wrong things. I was focused on Dessa's ice cream. Yeah, me too. And it was real good. Yeah. So anyway, sorry about that. Uh, correction and moving on. Now we have yes. Oh, I just wanted to say we're on the Chan Hansen Dinner Theater stage. And by yes, the way, Queen. we have a lovely crowd sitting on our patio town Adirondack chairs. Yes. Want to give a special thanks to them. They're very relaxing. While we do our daily broadcast courtesy of Scotch Bright uh, Cleaner. What is it? Sorry. Scot- Scotch Bright Cleaning, cleaning tools. tools. I didn't know if it was cleaner or cleaning, and I wanted to get cleaning. it right. Cleaning. Okay, thanks. We can talk about D bags now. Now okay. we can talk about the D bags. Right. We can clean up the D bags. Here we go. D-Bags Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day Who's your D-Bag, Okay, so I can't, this is like mm, more dolt than D-Bag Oh, okay But still total D-Bag, but mostly just dolt Okay, John Travolta Oh, yeah You guys Bless his heart Bless his heart So, mm, last night on the Video Music Awards, John Travolta 
did another boo-boo. You'll remember the time that he accidentally, I think that was during the, was it during the um, Academy Oscar Awards? Oscar Awards? Yeah. yeah, the Academy Awards, that he was trying to introduce uh, you can't Adina Menzel. It. I can't do it right because all I can Adele think of... Adele Dezine. Adele Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel. And Dezine. he called her the wickedly talented Adele Wickedly Dezine. talented Adele Dezine. Okay, so now like we all just are like, oh no, what's John Travolta going to do? It's like when you're... It's like when... Um, it's Secondhand like when embarrassment. grandfather uh, tries to take a picture for the first time and ends up taking a selfie yeah. and it's a video. It's like every time John Travolta does something, you're like, oh, he's just this noise. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So John Travolta. Okay. Taylor Swift is accepting an award for her video, her music, uh, the song You Need to Calm Down. The video You Need to Calm Down, uh, among other things, features a number of well-known drag queens. Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, somebody by the name of Jade Jolie, who you would know from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And Jade Jolie looks a little bit like Taylor Swift in the sense that she's tall and blonde. <laughs> I was going to say in the sense that Period. she has blonde hair. That's it. Yeah. That's really it. But John Travolta, John Travolta thought maybe Jade Jolie was it is, Taylor Swift. Yeah, it is clear. And presented her with a statue. <laughs> Yeah, it's clear when she when they were all coming up on stage to accept the award, he didn't know who to give the award to, and he looks at her and kind of like offers it to her, and then is like, oh, oh. It is hilarious. And again, I don't, I call him a D-bag, but it's really just more like dolt than D-bag. Yeah. Also hilariously funny to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's my story. Um, okay, so. That's all I have for you. Your, well, and he also dropped uh, a bomb. Mm. Of the F nature yep. mm-hmm. on uh, the broadcast as well. Although it just really seemed like a lot of people were dropping those. And, yeah, but you and don't, MTV wasn't really picking them up. They, you don't really expect that to come out of the mouth of John Travolta, of all people, I right? I suppose you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not much of an F-bomb dropper. Okay, so I want to, uh, from John Travolta, to go to Dave Chappelle. Have you heard about his new stand-up special at all? Um, the one does he have another one coming out? Because he does have one that's on Netflix. That's been there yes. for a little bit. Well, there's a Netflix special called Sticks and Stones. Have you heard about this? I'm, uh, no. So this is the one where he talks about Michael Jack. What's what's wrong? I'm trying to keep all of my food from blowing away. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're having a little bit of weather here <laughs> at the Minnesota State Fair. In the first 20 minutes of his new Netflix specials, it's called Sticks and Stones, and I have not watched it, and probably won't be. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, among other things, says that he doesn't believe Michael Jackson's rape accusers, explains why he didn't participate in the R. Kelly documentary, and defends Kevin Hart against his LGBTQ critics. And that's not all. I mean, I could do chapter and verse on this, but I encourage you to go, like, he, I guess the the crux, because I have not watched the special, so it's a little hard to criticize someone when you haven't watched the full thing, um, but I can tell from this, you know, from the way it's described, right. that this is not something I would be interested in. So Dave Chappelle, so here's the thing about Dave Chappelle, is that when he was doing Chappelle's show on Comedy Central, yeah. he was at his... At, in my opinion, at the height of his hilarity. Yeah. He was incredibly funny. He was clever. Yep. He was doing kind of smart envelope pushing things. Yep. 
that were slightly awkward, mm-hmm. if if at all awkward, but yeah. in the way that would get you thinking about things in a different way, which to me is part of what comedy is meant to do. And Absolutely. good and good comedy does well. He was yep. a provocateur. Yeah. But what he's doing right now and has been doing in this in his latest kind of mm, resurgence is almost just straight up mean yes and it, and in fact it goes into like re- and, and i don't want to read the like excerpts to you again chapter and verse because it would be easy to say you you know that i'm taking these out of context right. or you know again it's humor and trying to you know um for me to quote pieces of his act you know i i could see that that's a, a fair criticism by some that it's 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 unfair to take it out of context whatever but it is clear from the content that he's trying to push back against what he believes is this cancel culture, right. which we've actually talked about on our show, and mm-hmm. is, I think, a totally legitimate thing. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, he really is, there's nothing, I don't think, funny about it. For those of us who have lived through the past few years, Me Too forward, including but not limited to the Me Too movement with people like Harvey Weinstein, we have read chapter and verse the types of things women and people have had to go through um, at the hands of abusers like Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K., etc. And then with Michael Jackson, we've listened to actual victims talk about their particular um, you know, their particular stories. Mm -hmm. And I just don't I think in the world that we live in right now, the place for humor based on that seems very, very fraught. Yeah. That's that's the most politically correct word I can choose. I wholeheartedly agree with you and one of the things you said very early in that commentary was that that he it's like he hasn't been around and one of the things that has been for me kind of a I don't want to say a mystery but sort of a mm, irritation about Dave Chappelle is that you'll recall one of the reasons well maybe you won't recall one of the reasons why his show went away was because he sort of had this like break where he was like I don't want to do this and he he just he had some funny behaviors and the show was over and those of us who were really big fans of the show were kind of like oh man I really was enjoying what he was doing with comedy he went away he did I don't even know what and then has come back onto the scene with this bizarre kind of almost angry commentary of the world that we live in like when your when your comedy sort of defends all of the worst people yeah. in society right now, you have to wonder what that's really about. And I feel like there's got to be something there, but there's a disconnect for the from the audience, for the audience, on, on behalf of the audience, I will say, where I'm like, I don't know how you got, I, I know you're at this place, and I know where you were, but I'm not really sure how you got here, and, and I don't think he's in the business of being too introspective about that. He's just gonna, he's just gonna bloviate into his microphone yeah. and hope that I don't know what he's hoping. He just wants yeah. to say words. Well, and again, I'm all for people who want to push boundaries and envelopes and have uncomfortable conversations and poke fun at things that are uncomfortable to talk about. Absolutely. Talking about Michael Jackson, um, you know, you you have to use humor, I think, to talk about Michael Jackson and uncomfortable. Like, we can be off uh, off color and uncomfortable about it in a way, but this just seems like just to attack victims in a way that I feel like is different. And that's off limits. Post Me Too in a way that wasn't, you know, when he was doing R. Kelly um, parodies, Mm -hmm. you know, before the whole R. Kelly thing was taken seriously, that, that's, like that, we were in a different place then with comedy and what we were willing to accept. Now I just feel like the, 
broader cultures maybe just not buying that. And right it's now. not like he's grown with it. It's not like he's evolved with the culture. Yeah. Um, he's sort of fighting against it and fighting against it in a not very compassionate way. Yeah. Not that he needs to be compassionate, like in the touchy feely sense, but he should be aware of kind of where the the greater where the greater um, you know culture is. And I, I, that's all. I was just going to say, I think men in this society right now, if you are perceived to be pushing back against what we've all lived through for the last couple of years, I don't know what benefit you're hoping to get. I don't think there is one. And I don't know that he's paying attention to that. And I think to his detriment, I really do. Um, I will say, the, and I don't, I am, I apologize that I'm not informed on whether this special you're talking about is the one that has been on Netflix for a while, or if this is a new one. I don't, I, it says new, so okay. I'm assuming it's relatively new. So a few months ago, I mean, I want to say it was like six, six or more months ago, my husband and I sat down to watch one of his comedy specials, thinking again, we loved Dave Chappelle on his show, and I couldn't watch it. I yeah. think we got like 10 minutes in, and I just said, I'd, I am struggling to find the funny in this. I don't see it. And that was, I mean, it, I think it's also hard on the part of the audience when you have had a relationship with a comedian where you found them funny, you enjoyed what they did, you liked the fact that they pushed the envelope, and then they do such an abrupt turn, and you're still trying to find the funny in them. And I know that I had that happen with Louis C.K. I was going to ask you, because I know you were a fan of Louis C.K., and I wonder if you had the same experience. I did. We had, in his early, in the early days with Louis C.K., he was, I found, very relatable. He was a parent, he was a husband he he used that for his humor a lot and there were some pieces of that that were really relatable about how he interacted with his kids and things that were surprising about becoming a father all of these things and then we went to see him uh he came to town and he was at the convention center and we went to see him and he made so and it was shortly after his divorce and mm -hmm. i'm not saying that that had anything to do with it but i believe there was a marked change in his view on the world and how that informed his comedy like he was perhaps on the more bitter end of the yeah. spectrum. And he was saying some very, I mean, it, it was too far. It was like he pushed the envelope too far. And I, I, remember, I remember having that moment, sitting there watching him and thinking, I'm struggling to find the funny. I want to find the funny because I found the funny before. I thought he was hilarious and I cannot find it. And we walked, my husband and I walked out of that performance looking at each other and going, I think we're done with him. Mm -hmm. And it's sad, but you can really, as a comedian, I think you live and die by that. Well, and I just feel like, again, in this moment, if you're going to be pushing envelopes and boundaries, wouldn't you be doing that for, you know, and it's not that you think altruistically of doing your comedy. I'm not a comedian. I don't pretend to understand what's going on behind the scenes, but I feel like you use that power that you have as a comedian to speak on the behalf of those who don't have a voice. Absolutely. And I don't know that Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., um, R. Kelly, R. Kelly, etc., are the ones that are not having their true voice heard. Exactly. And I, I think you can criticize a culture's overreaction, at, you know, or tendency to overreact um, with certain issues without having to embrace or call, for example, the victims of Michael Jackson's sex abuse. Um, you know, liars, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, you're, there's other ways to go about it, and you're making a choice not to. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Kim Kardashian uh, thinks we're dumb again. <laughs> she always thinks we're stupid, but mm -hmm. she really thinks we're stupid now. Bradley uh, has some choice moments from an interview she did that he'd like to make our eyes roll with, mm -hmm. and we're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1.
Well, this uh, took a very quick turn, and we're going to hand over to Holly on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live from the Minnesota State Fair, MyTalk1071.com. Holly? Yeah, we've got some isolated, severe weather moving through the Twin Cities right now. A severe thunderstorm warning has been issued for Washington County. Uh, these storms are pretty isolated, but they do come with heavy winds. And hail, yeah. as we are experiencing that right, right now in the, at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, so want to be on the lookout again. A severe thunderstorm warning is happening in Washington County uh, because of these isolated cells of thunderstorms making their way through the Twin Cities. Uh, gusts of wind, hail, that is happening this morning oh. in effect until 2.15 this afternoon. So uh, if you do experience severe weather, want to take shelter be mindful of Mother Nature today. And I just wanted to say that that, it, like, moved through quite quickly. Yeah. It, oh, so yeah. It when it, moving through very When quickly. it comes to you, it just know it will be done fairly quickly because just as you were giving that warning, we went from hail to almost nothing. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, right here at the Minnesota State Fair, we are in Ramsey County, so mm-hmm. uh, weather moves usually from west to east, and it's heading east to Washington County. But, okay. I'm not a meteorologist. Didn't go to school. But you, you sounded you do like a really was good really job good. of pretending to be one. Thank you. So kudos mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Now, uh, now that we're uh, sufficiently annoyed with the weather, <laughs> let's get more annoyed with Kim Kardashian. Yay! Yay! Okay. Okay, so I don't know if you guys saw um, Kim Kardashian on the cover of the September issue of Vogue Arabia. Um, do you I, all you know have what? your copies? It's funny. I do subscribe to Vogue Arabia. Liar. I don't. You absolutely don't. Do you subscribe to any magazine anymore? Working mother, and that is actually really? true. I one hundred percent get that magazine in my house. Oh, it gets God. mailed that to my home. That seems like torture. Oh, it, oh, okay. That was a little overdramatic. I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna sit down with my September issue. Anyway, we'll dig into if that, that another was, time. If that was in the can. You'd be reading it exactly. He'd be like, "Oh, I love yeah. working I love mother. Good, <laughs> I love a good magazine in the can." All right, let's move on oh. to Kim Kardashian because I feel like she reads in the in the bathroom as well. I want to tell you She's about just like us. Yeah. this issue of um, Vogue Arabia. And when I first saw this, I was struck by the cover, but it was the things inside the cover that really got me going. And I knew your head would explode when I read a few choice segments for you. Oh, this will be fun. So can I just do that? Yeah, please do. This is Kim Kardashian speaking about her career. She's, she talks about all sorts of stuff, but it's the career stuff that really got me. Here's what she said. Quote, this is Kim Kardashian. Money was always the goal. She's speaking about her career. Okay, I mean, so far, so good. Money was always the goal, but I was obsessed with fame, like embarrassingly obsessed. I do agree that fame can be addictive. I mean, okay. Okay, so... um, Money was the goal. First of all, was is the key word here. Money, it's still... You were embarrassingly obsessed with fame? She's, I think she still is. Money was always the goal. That was the other piece that I took issue with. Money was always the goal from what? From the point that she did the sex tape? From the point that she was doing the reality show? From what point oh, I, was money the goal? I mean, I think that that's a really good question, but I, I also think the answer is in the, in the, in the thought whatever bubble. I feel like it's always been there. Think about because Chris Jenner exactly. doing infomercials with Bruce back in the early 90s. The money, but the, but when you said uh, the sex tape, you know, money was always the goal. I think that tells us everything we know, need to know about that dumb tape. 
Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But then she talks about how she's now reflecting back, perhaps a little embarrassed by the amount that she seems to have been obsessed with fame. Does that shock you at all for a woman who continues to seemingly be obsessed with fame? I know I, she's going to counter that with some of the things that she's been working on recently, but do you feel like there's been any let-up in the fame department with never. her or any Kardashian? Never. In fact, that yeah, never. So she goes on to say, quote, even in my darkest of times, which, let's ponder what the darkest I of times know more were about that. for Kim Kardashian. It was the best of times. It was the worst of Blurst times. Of- she goes, I don't regret putting myself out there for the world to see. People have shared with me over the years how much it has helped them to feel less alone when dealing with their own adversity. What? Okay, what does that what? have to do? Hold on. What? 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 Wait, I think even she's trying in my to make darkest herself of times, sound like a hero. Even in my darkest of times, I don't regret putting myself out there. Why? Because people have told her. Excuse me, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> people have shared with her over the years how much it helped them to feel less alone dealing with their own adversity. Who was that person that was I like, you know, Kim Kardashian? <laughs> I'm so glad you put yourself out there with all those selfies. Kim, I'm so So I can feel good about myself. <laughs> you put out that picture of your body. It just really helped me to get right with myself. I mean, what? where has she ever really shown vulnerability? Um, Actually, I will say... After she went through the whole Paris robbery experience. Oh, that, you know, that, I don't that that forgot that. That's actually yeah. a really okay, good so, point. Yeah. So there was a shift yes. in the way that Kim Kardashian presented herself in public. And she has stayed true to her word. Think of the whole minimalist aesthetic that she has. That is in direct response to the robbery in Paris where... But you know what's so funny about yeah. that, Holly? Is she's even figured out how to monetize well, yeah. that. Well, and I feel like that's a lot of Kanye. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that stuff. Don't true. even get me started. But she goes on in this issue of Vogue Arabia where Kim Kardashian Again, is sharing... Again, my favorite. Uh, sharing... How many Vogues are there? I think every every place has a Vogue. <laughs> Every, there's a Vogue everywhere. Every like, is there a Vogue State Fair? Probably. I don't know. Anyway, she admits that people don't take her ambition seriously because of her celebrity status. I mean, I don't know that it's your celebrity status. I think it's just you. Yeah, right? I think it's yeah, it's not that. It's, I, it's you know, your I obsession it's, with your own butt and yeah, lips. I think it's your I think it's your corset that makes people not take your ambition seriously. I think it's <laughs> Your booty. There's a lot of reasons why we don't take you seriously. I want to leave you with Kim Kardashian's um, like strategy for life. Okay. Quote, being underestimated and over-delivering is my vibe. That's my vibe. That's my vibe. Yeah. And she goes on to add that she has a responsibility to be a role model to her children. Oh, so. okay. Well, she is shirking that responsibility quite yes. beautifully. Over-delivering and underestimating. Says the woman, again, who had her innards sucked together so she could go to the Met Gala with a 13-inch waist. Yeah. She really... What? What's the quote again? Uh, she underestimated and no. over-delivered. And she has a responsibility to be a role model to her children. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not that I'm Thank judging. you, Kim Kardashian, for nothing. Yeah. Because I'm not buying any of that, including but not limited to the latest issue of Vogue, of Vogue Arabia. Arabia. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was fun. Thank you for having yes. me for, for frustrating us you know, in that moment. Anytime. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get back to the VMAs. In fact, actually, what we have to get back mm, to yes. is a glaring omission. A human being that was absent last night, and we expected to see her in the crowd. Why wasn't Priyanka Chopra at the VMAs last night? We're going to talk about that after this on My Talk 1071.
Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.